open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise to Thee, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Christ, for our sakes, hath endured temptation and suffering. O come, let us worship Him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. And make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. is his and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Christ, for our sakes, hath endured temptation and suffering. O come, let us worship him.
Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee, let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon my affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The Old Testament lesson for Oculi is written in the 26th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the first verse. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, the word came from the Lord. The Lord says, Stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak to all the cities of Judah which come to worship in the Lord's house, all the words that I command you to speak to them. Don't omit a word. It may be they will listen, and every man turn from his evil way, that I may relent from the evil which I intend to do to them, because of the evil of their doings. You shall tell them, The Lord says, If you will not listen to me, to walk in my law which I have set before you, to listen to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I send to you, even rising up early and sending them, but you have not listened then I will make this house like Shiloh, and I will make this city a curse to all the nations of the earth. The priests and all the prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the Lord's house. When Jeremiah had finished speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, the priests and the prophets and all the people seized him, saying, You shall surely die. Why have you prophesied in the Lord's name, saying, This house will be like Shiloh, and this city will be desolate without inhabitation? All the people were crowded around Jeremiah in the Lord's house. When the princes of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house to the Lord's house, and they sat in the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house. Then the priests and the prophets spoke to the princes and to all the people, saying, This man is worthy of death. For he has prophesied against this city as you have heard with your ears. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the princes and to all the people, saying, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and against this city all the words that you have heard. Now therefore amend your ways and your doings, and obey the Lord your God's voice. Then the Lord will relent from the evil that he has pronounced against you. But as for me, behold, I am in your hand. Do with me what is good and right in your eyes. Only know for certain that if you put me to death, you will bring innocent blood on yourselves, on this city, and on its inhabitants. For in truth the Lord has sent me to you to speak all these words in your ears. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is written in the fifth chapter of Ephesians, beginning at the first verse. Brothers, be therefore imitators of God as beloved children. Walk in love, even as Christ also loved us and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling fragrance. But sexual immorality and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be mentioned among you as becomes saints, nor filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor crude jesting, which are not appropriate, but rather giving of thanks. Know this for sure, that no sexually immoral person, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. Therefore don't be partakers with them, for you were once darkness, but are now light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. When mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence.
Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look unto the hand of their masters, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God, until that he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the eleventh chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus was casting out a demon, and it was mute. When the demon had gone, the mute man spoke, and the multitudes marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons. Others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to him, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. A house divided against itself falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. But if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if I, by God's finger, cast out demons, then God's kingdom has come to you. When the strong man, fully armed, guards his own dwelling, his goods are safe. But when someone stronger attacks him and overcomes him, he takes from him his whole armor in which he trusted, and divides his plunder. He that is not with me is against me. He who doesn't gather with me scatters. The unclean spirit, when he has gone out of the man, passes through dry, waterless places, seeking rest, and finding none, he says, I will turn back to my house from which I came out. When he returns, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes seven other spirits more evil than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. The last state of the man becomes worse than the first. It came to pass, as he said these things, a certain woman out of the multitude lifted up her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, for he is gracious and merciful. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, for he is gracious and merciful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're entering into the last stretch of a long, dark, and at times bitterly cold winter. And likewise in the church, we're entering into the heart of the dark penitential season of Lent, with the most intense, darkest day still ahead. And for those who are fasting, practicing an intense self-denial or self-sacrifice, you're probably feeling it by now. And like winter, you know it's not quite over. Yet even now, as the days lengthen, it reminds us that the warm spring air is near. Just like our gospel lessons remind us that the glory of Easter is not far off. And the, dark, the night is always darkest right before the dawn. And so it is with Lent. 
This morning, as we set out into the darkest days of Lent, we prayed, we beseech you, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires, or you could say sincere devotions, of your humble servants. Now last week we prayed to God who sees that we have no strength in ourselves. And this week we pray that he also see our hearty desire, our sincere devotions. And simply put, what we're praying for here is that in our hearty desires, God, in our hearty desires, we seek from God every good thing. That we bring all our hearty desires to God in prayer. And that in our sincere devotions, that God see us fear, love, and trust in Him above all things. It again echoes the prayer of the Canaanite woman from last week. It's the prayer of the penitent feeling the despair of oppression from sin, death, and the devil. It's the prayer of the mute demoniac from today that could not utter a sound of this prayer, yet was seen and heard by our Lord nonetheless. That's what it says in the first verse. Now Jesus was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke and the people marveled. The mute demoniac's hearty desire and sincere devotions were seen by our Lord. And he was healed. Healed to the point where he could speak and people marveled. But don't mistake the people's marveling for admiration or as a sign that they're going to our Lord with their hearty desires, seeking all good, or even their devotion. They're marveling, but they're not putting their fear, love, and trust in Christ above all things. Rather, the other gospel accounts tell us that the crowd's marveling only means that they were talking and wondering who he could be. Could he be the Christ? Could he be a prophet? They ask and they ask all these questions, but they themselves refute to devote themselves fully to any answer. But those questions about Christ, they hang in the air, and so others cannot pass up the opportunity, opportunity to answer those questions. And that's what it says in our text. As they ask these questions, some of them, scribes and Pharisees is who they are, said, he casts out demons by Beelzebul the prince of demons, while others to test him kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. So the crowds ask this question, and the Pharisees come along and say, no, he's not the Messiah. No, he's not a prophet. He's merely a vessel and a slave to Satan. You're witnessing him use the power of Satan to fool you. That's what the Pharisees say. So where the crowds are ambivalent about where to take their hearty desires and devotion, the Pharisees and those following them, they're not ambivalent at all. Instead of expecting all good from our Lord, they expect only evil from Him. Instead of giving Him sincere devotion, that is, fear, love, and trust above all things, they curse Him. They hate Him. They're full of unbelief. They want to see Him dead. Instead, they demand from Christ... They demand from our Lord a prophecy of some sort so that if the prophecy comes true, then he can prove who he is. To them, the miracles, Christ's teachings, and the Old Testament prophecies that he was fulfilling, those weren't enough for them. The scriptures were not enough for them. You see, they are the these Pharisees, they are the exact opposite of the Canaanite woman. They are the exact opposite of this mute demoniac. 
And to this our Lord responds, pointing out a flaw in their logic. So he responds to their thoughts, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons, that is, your students, your protégés, who do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But, it is by the finger of, but if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So you see, Jesus counters the Pharisees with a simple common sense truth. A house divided cannot stand. A nation in civil war will be in ruin. If a husband and wife are divided, the home will fall. And most importantly to the nation of Israel and to us today, a church divided against herself, a congregation divided against herself, will not stand. So Jesus is asking, why would Satan undercut his own power by using Jesus to throw out his demonic army? Why would Satan heal when he's worked so hard to destroy and murder? It makes no sense to say that Jesus is working under the power of Satan, that he is evil, when he is clearly fighting sin, death, and the devils. So our Lord forces the question upon them. Since he is clearly working against and not for the devil, then by whom does Jesus cast out demons and heal? And Jesus says it has to be by the finger of God, that is, by the Spirit of God. And if Jesus is working by the Spirit of God, that means the kingdom of God has come in Jesus to invade the kingdom of the devil and that the kingdom of God is here. That's exactly what Jesus explains in the next verse. He says, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when a stronger man than he comes and attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor, or his weapons, you could say, in which he trusted and divides his spoil. The devil is the strong man. He's the head of his kingdom. He keeps everything and everyone under him in check by using his power, by oppressing them, by ruling with pure evil, lies, and murder. He's head of his kingdom. And we were all born in that house of the strong man, under his oppression. And the only hope we had of leaving the house of the strong man was not the hope that the strong man would fight against himself or the hope that we could overcome him. Our only hope was that a stronger man would come and free us. Notice that's what we prayed for today. We beseech you, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires, the sincere devotions of your humble servants. That is to say, look at the hearty desire in our despair to be freed from the strong man. And then we prayed, and stretch forth the right hand of your majesty. Stretch forth the right hand of your majesty to be our defense against all our enemies. The hearty desire is the sincere devotion which seeks freedom from the oppression of the strong man. It seeks freedom by the coming of the stronger man. Stretch forth the right hand of your majesty. We're praying for the cross in that one line. 
We're praying for Christ crucified. We're praying for the flesh and blood of Christ to be our constant reality and comfort. Christ is the stronger man who came and, by the Spirit of God, attacked the strong man. He tied up the strong man by making him powerless with the Word of God, with miracles, with his teachings. Christ is the stronger man who takes away the armor of the devil. Christ is the stronger man who takes the strong man's sword of death, and with that sword of death, on the cross where he died, he uses that sword of death to crush the head of the strong man. Christ uses the devil's own weapon of death against him to crush his head. Just like David cut off Goliath's, Goliath's head with his own sword, so our Lord crushed the head of Satan with Satan's own weapon of death. So that when our Lord breathed his last and died for our sins, the strong man was overcome. And in our Lord's resurrection, that's where he divides the spoil of the strong man. That's where we all become his. By the Spirit of God, not by the Spirit of Satan. That's how our Lord overcomes the strong man. The Spirit of God, by which our Lord defeated Satan, is the ghost he gave up on the cross and which he gave to you. Before you entered the waters of baptism, the Word of God was there exercising the demons out of you, just like Christ exercised the demon out of the mute demoniac. So that in the waters of baptism, by the Word, having those spirits exercised from you, then you could be possessed by another spirit, by the Holy Spirit. So that once where you were oppressed in the kingdom of Satan, by the Spirit in Christ, you are now free in the kingdom of heaven. So that once where you were mute, now you sing the praises of God. And every time we sing a hymn, every time we pray together, it should be a wonder for us. Because we couldn't do that before. But in the Spirit of God, now we can praise Him. And where once we were spiritually dead, now we are alive. And sometime in the future, when once your body dies in this place in the earth, then one day it will rise and rule over the new earth with Christ himself in the Spirit. The working of the Spirit and the Word of Christ through the waters, with preaching, with the bread and wine, all of this is the right hand of God's majesty come to free us. It is the Spirit's working. Yet if you also notice in the prayers, we prayed for his right hand of majesty to be our defense. And we pray this in response to our Lord's warning. Our Lord says, Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. You see, our Lord has shown that he works by the power of the Spirit of God, not by the devil. And, that, and in that, our Lord shows he is the Son of God, the Christ. And likewise, the Pharisees and those following them have shown strongly they will not give our Lord their hearty desires. They will not come to Him in prayer expecting all good things. They have shown that they will give no devotion to Him of any kind. That there will be no fear, love, and trust in Him. They will not seek in Him as a refuge. They will not receive His Spirit. That's what they're saying. So it raises another question. Where do the Pharisees direct their hearty desires? To whom do they pray? To whom do they expect all good? 
To whom do they give all devotion? To, to what do they put their fear, love, and trust in above all things? Where do they go to seek refuge? Which is really asking, which spirit are they receiving? That is to say, by which spirit are they possessed? And to this our Lord answers. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest. And finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. You see, water, it's our Lord's creating element. With the Spirit, that's what He uses to create and recreate. And all waters, of course, in our Lord's baptism have been ordained to use for baptism. So the demons avoid water. And under God's judgment, no rest will ever be found. So these demons are restless, and they have no other option than to come back and attack, to try to take back which was theirs, what was Satan's. The house of Israel, through the waters of the Red Sea, by the Old Testament, and under God's grace, returning from Babylon, their house had been swept, it had been put in order. And John the Baptist, he came to put the finishing touches on it, the finishing touches on it, for when Christ came by the Spirit, so that the Spirit could dwell there. And likewise, having the demons exercised from your person, from your body and soul, having gone through the waters of baptism yourself, the house of your soul has been swept and put in order. But looking back at Israel, if Israel rejects the Spirit of God, who was supposed to dwell in their house, if they do not expect all good from Christ, which comes by the Spirit, if they do not put their fear, love, and trust in Him and His Word, then they bar the door from having the Spirit stay there, from ever entering. You see, the people of Israel, the Jews here in this text, they've left the Word. They have left the Scriptures. They refused the liberty offered by the stronger man. And without any defense or true refuge, they will at some point succumb not just to the one demon from before, but from an army of demons eight times as strong. And without the stronger man, without that true refuge, they have no defense against those demons. And having rejected the gospel, the last state of that person, the last state of Israel, the last state of us, if we reject the Spirit, would be worse than the first. Because everyone will be possessed by some spirit, whether evil or the Holy Spirit. Because everyone must have a God is what that means. Everyone has a God to whom they bring all hearty desires. Everyone has a God in whom they fear, love, and trust above all things. No one escapes that. That's what Christ is saying. So by the Spirit in Christ, we rightly bring our hearty desires and our sincere devotions to God. We rightly ask Him to stretch out His right hand of majesty for us, to give us all good things, to save us, to defend us. Because if we do not receive the Spirit in baptism, if we refuse the Spirit, if we do not allow Him to reside in and possess us, if we don't stay in our baptism, stay in Christ, stay in the church, if we do not receive His grace and forgiveness, 
if we do not receive his word and live in it and let the church be our refuge, then we have no defense from what will come from outside because our house will not remain empty forever. So instead, our Lord says, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Blessed are those in whom the word dwells and in whom the spirit dwells. So let us in prayer bring our hearty desires to our Lord here in a moment. Bring our devotion to God in prayer. And then let us keep the word of God by eating and drinking together. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods and possessions are in peace and safety. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods and possessions are in peace and safety. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I said, O Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Return, O Lord, how long? 
and let it repent thee concerning thy servants. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. O Lord, save our rulers. Let the king hear us when we call. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Remember thy congregation, which thou hast purchased of old. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. Let us pray for our absent brethren. O thou, our God, save thy servants that trust in thee. Let us pray for the brokenhearted and the captives. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Send them help from the sanctuary, and strengthen them out of Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they watch for the morning. I say, more than they watch for the morning. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Turn us again, O God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Arise, O Christ, for our help, and redeem us for thy mercy's sake. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. We beseech you, Almighty God, Look upon the hearty desires of your humble servants, and stretch forth the right hand of your majesty to be our defense against all our enemies. Almighty and everlasting God, who hates nothing that you have created and forgives the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of you, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Give peace in our days, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us except thou, our God. O Lord, let there be peace in thy strength and abundance in thy towers. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, 
that thou hast protected us through the night from all harm and danger. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.